Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family. This Sunday, we begin a new sermon series simply titled Healing. Now, there are different types of healing in the Bible. You might imagine someone who is sick and Jesus laying hands on them and and they're healed. That's one type of healing in the Bible. What we'll be talking about is the healing of heart, soul, and spirit. This is healing from the inside out. And as we prepare to do so, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As we begin our conversation about healing, let's revisit the scene from Matthew chapter 9. There's Matthew. He's a tax collector. He's sitting at his tax collecting booth. And no one, no one liked tax collectors. Well, no good religious people liked tax collectors. Why? Well, these tax collectors were raising money, taking money from the people to support an imperial oppressive government. These taxes reminded the people that they were under the foot of Rome. Some people didn't like tax collectors. And so if this was your vocation, if this was your job, well, there are only so many people you can hang out with. It's, It's the other people that the good, upstanding religious folks say are disreputable. And so Matthew is hanging out with sinners, often in the same breath in Scripture. Tax collectors and sinners are mentioned. So Jesus is walking by and Jesus sees Matthew and says, come on, follow me. Now, Matthew must have been surprised. Jesus, this revered teacher, is asking him, asking Matthew, the tax collector who hangs out with other sinners, to follow him? Well, Matthew wraps up his business and does exactly that. He does even more. He invites Jesus over for a meal. So Jesus is there dining with Matthew and the only people who would accept Matthew's invitation. These other sinners, these other folks who never get to to sit with someone like Jesus, a religious teacher, a healer like Jesus. And so they're, they're having a, a great time. And the Pharisees, the Pharisees, the upstanding religious leaders say to Jesus's disciples, what's up with your guy? What's up with your boy here? He's, he's eating with these tax collectors and sinners Doesn't he know that other people are watching? No good upstanding 
teacher, no good upstanding rabbi, would be caught dead with these folks. They're making Jesus unclean simply by association. Well, Jesus responds, I didn't come for those who are well, those who are healthy, or at least those who think they're healthy, but for the sick. See, it's those who are sick who actually need a doctor. It's those who are sick who, who need care. That's who I've come for. Jesus says, look, you got to understand this. I desire, God desires, mercy. Mercy, not sacrifice. Mercy, not the things that you do performatively to show that you are good and right and righteous. Those are the things that you do to try to demonstrate that. But really what demonstrates that is mercy. God wanted you to look at this crowd of tax collectors and, and sinners. And rather than trying to perform a righteous activity to let people know that you are better than that you're set apart from these other people like approaching my disciples like looking down at the folks who are at this dinner party and no stop doing all that performative righteousness and get to the heart of the matter look at these folks and say what they need right now is mercy so let's take a moment to talk about what healing means in the context of scripture in this sermon series. One of the reasons that I'm so excited about this sermon series is that the language of healing is core to Christian identity. Here's what I mean. So when we look at Matthew 9 and Jesus talks about not coming for the healthy, but for the sick. When we talk about healing of the sick, this word healing is sozo. Sozo in Greek. Sozo, S-O-Z-O. This is healing. But sozo can be translated in different ways. To heal or to make whole can also be to preserve or to save. So salvation and healing, from the New Testament standpoint, the same thing. Uh, as we talk about it spiritually, the, the mind, the heart, the, the spirit, soul. When we talk about salvation, it's about a kind of a healing, a kind of a making whole. When we think about wholeness, 
we talk about Hebrew words like shalom. It's an important related concept. Also, liberation. Those who are sick need to be healed. Part of the mercy of God here is, is to make whole, to preserve, to save, to create this, this encompassing peace and wholeness, this rightness in the life of an individual, in the life of a community, to offer liberation as well. All this is a part of healing, and all this is central to the Christian message. Looking back at Matthew chapter 9, those leaders of the religious establishment were more concerned with judging than healing. Uh, they looked down on these tax collectors and sinners and determined that it was okay to judge them rather than trying to work to heal them. Because if you're judgmental, you've got this sense of what is pure and unpure. We talked about this last week. And, and so it's easy to dehumanize someone, to, to think less of them, to think you're superior to them. But the gospel doesn't allow you to dehumanize. And so the movement must be toward healing. Matthew doesn't get upset when Jesus says, well, I've, I've not come for the healthy, but for uh, sinners, not for the healthy, but for those who are sick. Matthew knows he's sick. Matthew knows at least this is, this is what society has said about him. That's why he's doing what he's doing and hanging out with those that he hangs out with. There's a difference between the way that the Pharisees say, gosh, he's sick. These people are sick. And the way the good physician, Jesus, says they're sick. You go to a doctor's office, and when the doctor says you're sick, you, you're not upset. You don't get up in, in a huff and say, no way, I'm not sick. You're sick, <laughs> and stomp out of the room. No, you have a sense that there is something going on, or there's something that might be going on, and hopefully this doctor has an intervention that will help you, that, that can heal you. A doctor is, is compassionate in their diagnosis. And so when they name the sickness, it's in a way that can be received well by the patient. They're compassionate in their diagnosis and they're energetic in their work to heal. Everyone has someone or some ones, a group of people that we say, gosh, I just, I mean, they're, they're the sick for me. They're the ones who represent the tax collectors and sinners. And it's really easier than we might think to occupy the place of the Pharisees. You know, different places, different social locations, you might have a, a different set of folks that you might say are sick. But I just think about the last uh, year, last couple of years, as, 
as we've walked together as a society. And we've said things here in uh, this community, at least. I've heard people say, not our church community, I'm talking about the local uh, community. Um, oh, gosh, uh, January 6th, that insurrection, those people, they were sick. Or as we think about public health mandates, which by and large and in our local area, uh, folks have abided by these public health mandates, um, mask wearing, vaccines. And every now and then, and you probably heard this too, every now and then you'll hear somebody say, oh, those people who won't wear masks and they, and they won't get vaccines, well, gosh, they are, they are sick. I mean, what's going on in their heads? Sounds a little bit like those uh, Pharisees there. Or as we think back to the murder of George Floyd and, and all the incidents well, before and, and, and after, even into recent days. When we think about race, we say, gosh, people who we name as being racist what they, they are they are sick so we talk about them we we judge them uh, people who think things differently in, in the religious sense think about christianity people who believe differently than we do god they're just they're mean they're they're awful i can't believe that's how they approach the gospel that is sick Again, it's really easy to occupy the place of the Pharisees. But here's the deal. We're called to occupy the place of Jesus. So that means when you see someone or someones who are sick, you don't condemn them because of their sickness. You don't judge them because of their sickness you begin the work of healing, compassionate diagnosis and energetic work to heal. I hope the church is a place like that, where we say, we don't condemn the sick for being sick. No good doctor does that. No, we get to work on the cure. And healing takes time. It's not an overnight process. If you've been sick, if you've been in recovery, you know it takes some time and, and, and the medical interventions can be painful. Sometimes the way God gets in our lives and, and has to work us through a situation, uh, sometimes they're, they're painful parts of that journey. It feels, like, it feels like judgment for judgment's sake, but it's, it's not. It's, it's meant to, to correct, to be a part of the work of, of, of healing. God's not about, Jesus is not about the condemnation, the judgmental condemnation. Jesus is about compassionate, energetic healing. So the church ought to be a place where people come not to be judged, not to be condemned, not to feel 
bad about themselves. It would be a place of healing. And every time, each and every time we look across society, look across the world as we engage with people, we think, wow, I cannot believe that. That's just sick to me. I cannot believe it. It's an invitation to, to say, all right, yes, there may indeed be a sickness here. Again, a compassionate diagnosis of sickness is appropriate. The re- appropriate to res- response to that compassionate diagnosis is to move toward healing. So my challenge to you this week, to each of us this week, is to try to catch ourselves when we're in that pharisaical moment of judgment. Try to catch ourselves and say, look, I can be really honest about the diagnosis. I can speak truth about the diagnosis when there is something that is not right, when there is something that is sick, that is, that is destructive in the life of a person or, or a group of people, a system or an institution. I can speak with clarity about that, but it's compassionate clarity. It's with the, the heart of mercy. And then my next step is to say, what role, what role can I play in the healing of this person or this group of people or this institution? Uh, through my prayers, uh, through my friendship and relationship, through my advocacy, my support. What role can I play as part of the great physician's medical team? that we call Christianity, that we call people who follow Christ. What role can I play in healing? Because healing is about wholeness, is about justice, it's about liberation, it's about salvation. These are the things that Jesus is about. And these are the things I believe we are called to be about as well. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you. And we hope to see you soon.